Hey everybody, welcome to Quotes and Stuff with the Kennedy Bros, the podcast where three brothers talk about movies, comics, pop culture, and stuff while adding our own quoting flair. This is your host, Nate. This is TJ. And I'm Christian. Before we go any further, there are time codes in the description if you want to jump around to different parts of our episode. But uh, this week is going to go as follows. I'll start, to start us off with our opening question, then move into to revealing our quote and playing our quote for this week. Then we're going to talk about the news for this week, followed by talking about the last two episodes of Hawkeye, and then ending it off with our topic, which uh, we teased last week. But uh, Christian, you want to start us off with uh, our opening question? All right. So this week's question is, if you could travel to a multiverse, what multiverse or I guess universe in another reality that you could travel to? Uh, I guess I can start. Um you know, I, I I like my I like my life pretty good. Things things are pretty good. I wouldn't want. Wait, would you say your life's good, real good? good. <laughs> um, I would say that. Um, but I wouldn't want, like, I wouldn't want to live in a world with superheroes or that's like super advanced because I feel like that's just gonna cause a lot of lot more problems. Um, where a, a world that I would love to live in though is a universe where. It just started like everything started 30 years late or something like that. So I could travel to it and it would be the 80s and then the <laughs> 90s. I guess 40 years now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm not following. So, so, so instead of, uh, it's almost kind of like time travel, but like going to a universe where technology is 30 years behind where we are now. And so, okay. so, so TJ goes to a parallel universe, but in that universe, the, the time 80s frame. have just started. Oh, okay. yeah. So you basically just want to go back in time is what no, I'm hearing. A little bit, but I mean, like <laughs> okay. it'd be kind of interesting to see like the modern day people, like who would be the Michael Jackson or the tears for fears? Like would Ed Sheeran go like Michael Jackson? Like if he was born oh, in the okay. 80s. Okay. So like same, it'd be like the same people that we're living with now. But yeah, in an '80s in the universe, 80s universe, starting there. Okay, okay. Yeah, so just just to see how that would all flow, I think that'd be really interesting and kind of fun. Okay, mm, okay, that's the universe you're going to. What about you, Christian? What do you got? So for me, <laughs> if I if I'm ever given an opportunity, it's going to be to hate on the on the sequels. So I'm going <laughs> oh, to no. I'm going to a universe where Kathleen Kennedy isn't president of Disney, <laughs> and we don't get the sequels that's oh, that's where, that's that, where i'm going that's a, that was a good one i should have thought yeah. of that. <laughs> or or actually maybe a a universe where anakin doesn't kill mace windu <laughs> And, and, and he actually kills Chancellor Palpatine and becomes the Sith Lord himself. <laughs> where where Star Wars ends happy in the prequels. Well, it's not necessarily happy after after Palpatine gets killed, right? Then that leaves a new kind of void for, yeah, of power, right? And that's maybe where we have a you know a Darth Maul who kind of steps mm-hmm. into place, or maybe Mace Windu gets all power hungry and mm-hmm. he kind of wants he doesn't take necessarily uh like the throne as a sith lord but he kind of steps into that that void of power oh where it's like a jedi will now be the chancellor just like something like that (laughs) Mm. uh obviously uh, being obviously this is a little silly i'd really have to think deeply about what multiverse i'd want to travel (laughs) to but when we asked that question that was the first thing that came (laughs) to mind so it's always it's always star wars related for me guys you know as tj said last week we do hold star wars on the high pedestal oh yes to high esteem and high critique nate what about you what do you got for us 
for me uh i would just want to go to an alternate universe where uh all of the all the tv shows that got canceled in our universe didn't get canceled so like tron uprising tron uprising <laughs> i was thinking also firefly um oh. spectacular spider-man Ooh. Oh, see, and Nate, Nate, and I are on the same wavelength. <laughs> we just want better entertainment all the time. <laughs> so that that's the the multiverse we travel to. Keep on going, Nate. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, but just basically a universe where like all these properties that shouldn't have gotten canceled and had great promise didn't get canceled, and so it's like, okay, what's what's the future of that going to look like uh, if it continued forward rather than just ending dead center? Maybe even get a a Toby Spider-Man 4 because that was set to happen. Or an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man 3 which has been trending actually since Spider-Man No Way Home released. So that could potentially still happen maybe with a little uh, Venom Tom Hardy mix. I don't know. Just rumors out there but could happen. Oh, I guess in light of all this changed universe things, I'd like to maybe amend my answer a little bit. Oh, uh, and now he's amending his uh, answer. See, now I, I want a world. <laughs> there, there's two cereals that have gone out of business. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the Oreos Oat cereal. The good stuff. Uh, mm. the, they technically still exist, but they used to have these marshmallow. They were all marshmallows instead of uh, no, what they are now. It marshmallows. It was a mix of the marshmallows. Marshmallow and cookie. Yeah, so it was like the cookies and cream bits and then the marshmallow bits, and the marshmallow bits were to die for. And then my all-time favorite cereal, which no longer exists, Waffle Crisp. It does exist. No, no it's, it's gone. gone. It, used to, so it used to be worldwide. It's been blasted into Then it became into the United States. Then it was just one place in Utah, of all places. Oh, and now, now it's, it's gone. gone. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. What a sad day. I didn't yeah. even I didn't even register that. Wow. Yeah, it's it's the little things that that creep up on you and break your kneecaps without you looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes, the with the the multiverse and so many different universes, the the possibilities possibilities are endless. So I also <laughs> thought about food as well. Be like, <laughs> what if we went to a universe where different foods? existed there that don't exist here that somehow someone made or discovered and See, I'd be like, mm. but we wouldn't necessarily even travel to those multiverses because we wouldn't even know that they existed or there would exactly. be such a thing that existed but, but i mean there is a possibility though with uh you know it's kind of like the theory of if you have a decision to make for example say you went to a movie theater and there was popcorn in a, a box on the floor or in a, in a tub that was full and you're like oh should i just go eat to go to eat this popcorn for the movie theater or should i do nothing about it you know, ultimately you make your choice, but it's kind of like the theory in science that like there are universes where you make that choice to eat that popcorn and you feel great afterwards, or you make that choice to eat that popcorn and you, you feel terrible sigh. afterwards. And so it's it, kind of like this theory of there, there's a universe for every different choice you make. So well, that means everything and anything is possible. Well, I'm feeling a little under the weather, so I'm going to say, Nate, don't eat the popcorn <laughs> that's on the ground. You don't know what's going to happen. I'll just, I'll go with that. It's very I'll, Rick and Morty-esque. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, drawing back to a word that you just said, Nate, uh, previously, uh, you said possibility. Now, if I say the possibility of an alliance, do you guys know what that's from? This is, this is deep track stuff. We did a podcast on it. We did? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a French guy saying possibility. That's from, a- okay. From, I'll, I'll just give it to you. It's really tough. It's from Red Alert 2 where the president is trying to make an alliance with other countries. It's level five, I think, before they go into... Is this um, the one set in the UK or...? This is, no, this is when you're the allied forces. Mm-hmm. And yeah, basically the Soviets are just running over you. And then 
that America has to make an alliance with four other countries. And during one of those, you know, little cheesy video mm-hmm. clips, the president's like, oh, we're discussing the alliance. And then one of the, the like, I don't know, the French uh, oh. leaders, like the possibility of an alliance. Sorry, uh, this is very, I didn't know. I, very I crazy tangent. Um, oh. But that is... Literally the first thing that came to mind when they said possibility. I was going to guess uh, something Star Wars because with Alliance. Yeah, but, that's but what I know Alliance. Anyway, sorry, very crazy tangent. If you've ever played Red Alert and you know that, send us a message, message and we'll give you a big time shout out because that's, uh, also that's check deep out, track stuff. Also check out our episode on Red Alert 2. But yes, that wraps up our question uh, for, for this week. We got to move into revealing the quote from last week. Christian wasn't here, but TJ said before we, we started recording that he does remember what the quote was from. That's right. I knew we were doing, we did West Side Story um, last week and I was like, dang, we did something like New York, West Side. And then, you know, then it hit me. We did uh, a scene, like the opening scene, basically from Oliver and Company, the Disney cartoon uh, based off of Oliver Twist, but with animals instead. And that's, um, oh, I can't, what's the dog's name? Uh... I just know he's Billy Joel. Billy Joel. That's all I was going to say. Oh, I can't remember his name either. Scout or something like that. I think it starts with an F. Uh, I don't remember. But it's... yeah. Great movie. Great uh, great film. Honestly, I like that much better than the actual Oliver Twist version. I I just remember Uh, watching it over uh, and over as a kid. His name is Dodger. Dodger. Okay, well, we weren't close. (laughs) You and me together. Dodger. (laughs) But uh, we, we chose that quote because, you know, we wanted to do... It's another musical, and it's also set... In, in New, New York, York. New York so, baby. Uh, that was the, the connection kind of, there. You know, grungy uh, animals having to live off the land. Grungy adults. Also, if, you, <laughs> if you're from New York and you just heard us all try and say New York in a New York accent, we probably <laughs> botched it. So we apologize for that. <laughs> mm-hmm, but yes, that's what our quote from last week. It was Oliver and Company. But we got to play the quote for this week. Here we go. Who are you? I don't know. Very brief. <laughs> that is uh, our quote for this week. We'll play it once again at the end of the podcast and reveal it at the beginning of the next episode. We're going to dive into our news, though, now. Starting us off, it was been announced this week that Blue Beetle, which was originally going to be released only on HBO Max, is now going to get a theatrical release in theaters. And actually, this might even be from the previous week, I know we have a little bit of a gap between uh, our last week's episode and this week's episode in timeline, so it might even be the previous week that they announced that they're going to do Blue Beetle. A little bit of a bold move. I don't think a lot of people know uh, Blue Beetle unless they're very familiar with DC Comics, and so I was a little bit surprised to hear this, uh, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll actually definitely watch it just because I like Blue Beetle as a character, and I've seen him in a lot of different things in cartoons and in different comics, and uh, I think he's pretty cool. Uh, I think it'll be a lot of, uh, there'll be a lot of people that will have no idea what this is, what's going on, and they'll hopefully latch on and it'll be something that'll be a positive spin for DC. Yeah, I am one of those people who has no idea what's going on. <laughs> so that'll be, yeah, <laughs> so TJ, speak up. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, but I think just in, in more recent years, he's just been popping up a lot more yeah. in comics and also, like Christian said, in animated series. Like for me, I think of Young Justice, who I think was the first time I've really heard of Blue Beetle. Really? Was he in Young Justice? Yeah, he's in Young Justice. He, he's, he starts in season two. Okay, that's why um, I'm making my way through Young Justice actually right now, uh, almost at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I don't. Know, I, I think he's gotten a lot more prevalence in the last uh, decade or so, and so it's a, a good time to move forward with this yes. character, I believe. 
Okay. Moving forward, though, it was announced also that Michael Keaton is set to appear in the Batgirl movie. So Michael Keaton is going to play uh, his version of Batman in the upcoming The Flash movie, but now it's been announced he's also appearing in Batgirl. So I guess that means he's not dying. No, he's not dying, and there's got to be some sort of multiversal connection, obviously, that they're doing with DC. And uh, we know they've been trying to plan on something like this, obviously, with the Flash movie and, uh, you know, trying to kind of not quote unquote copy, but do the, a similar thing that Marvel is now doing in this multiversal world, right? DC is trying to do, and obviously they both have origins from the comics where they do this kind of multiversal stuff, but uh, always great to see my Michael Keaton uh, back in action though. Uh, Christian Bale will be, I feel like our generation's bat Batman. So we love you, Michael Keaton, but you're just not our generation's Batman. <laughs> Wait, was he, uh, is he supposed to be, come back as Batman in Batgirl did it say or does it just say he appears in Batgirl oh, um, I think it just said he appears but I, I think that'd be a little strange <laughs> if you get Michael Keaton back and be like we're not going to have you do Batman again yeah, after he does you so much Batman. Batman. maybe he comes back as a, a, a vulture or as the Joker <laughs> as the Joker <laughs> oh yeah uh, definite timeline shift continuing forward uh, this kind of has to do with a uh, spider-man no way home which is our topic for this week just fyi with spoiler all the all the, the spider-man references but kind of as one of the post-credit scenes is basically a teaser trailer for dr strange in the multiverse of madness uh they released that full trailer online so everyone can see it instead of just having to go see spider-man no way home yeah no, that was really smart of marvel marvel because they're like wait a minute why, why are we trying to create these fancy cutscenes? Let's just do a trailer for the next movie and make even bigger bucks and save. <laughs> well, that's, so. what, that's what they did at the end of uh, first Captain America. It was just a trailer for the Avengers, remember? And I think the also credit scene was. Also, I think at the end of was it was it uh yeah, it was Venom where they did a trailer for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh so, yeah, so kind of something oh, they somewhere did? they're doing. Yeah, yeah, they did. I missed that. Though I'm I'm really excited that we got to see a trailer. Uh, mm -hmm. there's tons and I posted about it. I posted, uh, this on, on Instagram. So you guys can check it out there if you want, but there's tons of, of correlations uh, what between if. what if and, and this trailer. I mean, uh, you have the, uh, I don't, I can't even remember what it is, but it's like a broken glass piece. Uh, um, his watch. His watch. Yes. That is, uh, breaks into similar pieces of like the, uh, the eye of, um, Agamotto, uh, Time Stone, it looks very, very similar. I mean, there's the whole, like, Doctor Strange goes out of the uh, Sanctorum and everything is turning into mush, right? We have that in the trailer and in What If. Uh, you have, you know, a potential Doctor Strange Supreme in, in both of them. Though or at least a variant of some a sort. A variant of some sort. Yeah, there's debate on who that actually is. Uh, you know, well, the it, wedding. There's so so many different things that are, are interchangeable there. It definitely looks like there is at least a Strange Supreme because we saw the giant squid creature. How uh, It's actually, so it's, it's a, a different squid yeah, creature. Yeah, it's a different what? squid yeah, creature. It's, it's not um, from a different universe. It's I think the squid creature that we see in What If is called Shumagorath. It is, and yes. this squid creature I think is called. Uh, it starts with an O. No, no, it starts with a G. It starts with a G. Oh, uh, you know, you know how hard it is. I get my my giant tail. How, how do we know it's a different up. one? Uh, so if you if you look at the the one in What If, it has a lot more tentacles and, and is light green. This one, like I don't know, there's. If it's a movie. <laughs> I'm a little high. But here's the thing: they're different. They're they, different. They, they are, there are multiple squid-like creatures in yes. the Doctor Strange yes. uh, comics, and there's this one. 
I could have sworn it starts with an O, but this one's a lot more starfish-like, kind of like the giant creature from the Suicide Squad, and only has a singular eye, and the, the one from uh, Doctor Strange has kind of like... From What If. What If, sorry, has kind of multiple eyes. They are different, but it, it is kind of hard, because they're just is, like, well, they're giant squid monsters. They're all the same, but no, they are not I, the same. I, I heard a rumor that it's actually Chargar Gothicon, the beast that hath no name. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, that's a, that's a deep track reference. We also did a podcast covering this, but uh, it's Scooby Doo mystery. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Dang it! I'm gonna try and find that name of. Uh, sorry, we're looking like amateur hour here. I remember I was just reading about it the other day, but yeah, I think it's a different character, different um, creature. Okay. Well, regardless, then the guy at the end is Strange Supreme. See, uh, see here's the thing. I don't think it is Strange Supreme. I thought that at first. That, that's he what I thought too. The, he doesn't have the cape. He doesn't though. have the right cape. He, his beard is slightly different. different yeah. And so I, I think we're also going to see, we're going to see multiple Doctor Stranges or multiple variants of Doctor Strange within this. And so. And we'll get the TVA and Loki up mm. in here. And hopefully. Maybe. But if we're theorizing, I'm theorizing this. Um. So this is, uh, which movie? This is like movie uh, number... F I found Gargantos, Christian. Gargantos. Gargantos. So, uh, Shuma Gorath and Gargantos. Yes, that's what it was. Both squid-like monsters, but they are different. <laughs> yeah. Though there can be that confusion. People would think it is Doctor Strange Supreme. Um, and he has, you know, the really he's absorbed the powers of one of them. So people are like, oh, wait, there he is. It's got to be him. But this is, they're going in deep here with Marvel. And uh, there's, I think there's going to be a, a lot of surprises uh, and actually, I think a lot of the uh, the voices that we're hearing, right? We hear voices strange or strange's voice. Voices strange, excuse me. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I never meant for any of this to happen." That's the same the same words uh, that are used in "What and If." What so if. I, I'm mm -hmm. actually betting that maybe we see uh, Doctor Strange Supreme story in this, and those are it's it's just the same voice, uh, the same story that's being told. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Also, I do. I I am excited to see. I think Scarlet Witch again, even oh, though we have yeah. mixed reviews about Wandavision. I'm excited to see her in this again, and I think she'll be another good addition to this upcoming film. A it's fine addition <laughs> to our <laughs> collection of movies. <laughs> it's been yeah, it's General been, Rebus, guys. It's been almost two years, right? Hasn't it? No, no it's only two days. It came out. Wandavision came out this year, but January twenty twenty one. Yeah, it feels like a long yeah, time. It feels like years ago. And I, I, I don't know. Thinking back, I, I kind of, I posted something about every. I was asking everyone, hey, what's your guys' favorite Marvel series from from this year? And thinking back to it, um, I actually did enjoy Wandavision, though I maybe was a little bit disappointed with how it ended i i still enjoyed the last episode there was a lot of good fights i like wanda as a character excited to see her back in in multiverse of madness and looks like yeah it'll be a dynamic duo with her and and strange maybe facing off against uh a mordo against other strange variants so i'm excited to see where that leads us mm -hmm. and we should probably get the introduction of kang in this Kang uh, or I feel like in a yeah. post credits kind of scene. See, I mean, post credits. You know what I'm thinking is going to happen? I think with uh, Scarlet Witch in this, I think we get a reverse House of M because the House of M comic kills uh, all the mutants. She gets rid of all the mutants. Yeah. No more mutants. But I think it's we could be, get a, like a reverse of that where she's like, let in. there be mutants. Yeah. So this, let I them think, in. <laughs> so I could see this as a introduction of mutants in the MCU in the mm -hmm. Multiverse of Madness. I see that as well. Also, people have to realize too that a multiverse is separate from the timelines, right? All true. All timelines can occur, 
within one universe per se, right? It's the same thing just layered on top of it, but that doesn't mean it's a different multiverse per se, right? So that's a little, I know it's a little confusing uh, to understand, but I was was doing some research on it, trying to understand that better. And that's what I, I came to the conclusion of after reading. No, but but then you can't have. But the variants are from different universes, different timelines. Variants are different, different timelines, time timelines, but not, not universes. Yeah. you can have so, an infinite amount of timelines oh in, in one, one universe. universe. Yeah. Well, that kind of seems like the exact it's, same thing. It, it, it's it's <laughs> the same, but it's, it's different. different. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's crazy. One is time travel. That. One is alternate universes. They are not the same thing. But I think that's. Well, the, but they're not time traveling in Loki. They're just going. Well, they are, but they, they, then they, they go to different timelines. Which which are, is not the same as a different universe. It's basically, <laughs> it, it's I know it's tough to swallow. It's it's hard to get a good grasp on, and it is the same. But I don't know. We'll have to go dig deeper into it another time when we we'll see. talk we'll more see. about this. But mm-hmm. but yeah, that's uh, multiverse of madness trailer was the news bit. Uh, we're gonna go on to our last bit of news. We got another trailer, another full length trailer for the Batman, which I was surprised. This is trailer number three. And so, but along with this new trailer has been announced that the Batman will release onto HBO Max just 45 days after being released in theaters. Yeah. And I think actually that's a smart move because the, the big gung ho moviegoers, you know, like ourselves, we're going to go see it opening weekend. And even those who aren't as big into the movie scene, they're going to go see something like the Batman uh, within a month of it coming out. Right. I, I would imagine. And uh, then those who are just really in it for the convenience factor, they'll have the option to watch it on HBO. Uh, regardless, this has got to be a movie that you see. It might be the movie of the, the year next year. So, Yeah, I actually wasn't as impressed with this trailer. I felt like they gave everything away, which I was really disappointed with because I, I like the idea of it's like, okay, we, we're pretty dang sure it's the Riddler, but maybe there's something... And so I feel like they just showed way too much in this one, but maybe they have a lot more that we haven't seen. And if that's the case, I'm excited. That's what I think it is. Mm -hmm. They're never going to show, show their hand too early nowadays, just because they recognize people love that, that mysterious factor, especially with something like the Batman, where it's focused on a crime solving Bruce Wayne and crime solving, uh, Batman, not in the whole, like punching bad guys out, but it's really like, using his detective skills in order to solve uh, a mystery. So I think they're giving us what we think is like on maybe the outside, we might think, Oh, this is what's happening. But really there's so much more on the inside. Like I remember watching a video about the last trailer that came out and I'm like, this guy was diving into every single second of the trailer. I'm like, Oh my goodness, wait, there's way more here than meets the eye, but you don't know until you really dig mm-hmm. deep. It's even rumored that we could uh, get the Joker in yes. this. That's rumored as well. So there's, like like we've said earlier, the possibilities <laughs> are, endless. are endless. I actually hear that uh, uh, Voldemort's going to appear in this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was hoping for him to appear in Spider-Man No Way yeah, Home. Sp- spoiler, sorry. He didn't, though I was happy to see my good old friend King Kong in the film. <laughs> yeah. He delivered. He, he del- delivered. He, yeah, multiverse King Kong is apparently stronger than Godzilla. <laughs> oh. which is, I saw and, something wrong there. And in this universe as well, well I would argue still. <laughs> uh, yeah, jokes aside, though, still excited to see the Batman. And very. 
Uh, I'll give one last piece of news uh, regarding myself as to why I was out last week. I actually got married. He got hitched. We got him. (laughs) (laughs) Got married last week uh, or two weeks ago. Super exciting. Uh, was uh, Was on my honeymoon with my wonderful wife. And so that's why I was out a little beast. I actually posted something briefly on Instagram. If you guys saw uh, why I wasn't posting as much for a little while, it was uh, because of that. And um, right, rightfully so, I wanted to spend time with my, my wonderful uh, wife as, as newlyweds. So little piece of news on my end. Congrats. It's a whole family of super. <laughs> Congrats to Christian. Thank but you. Thank he you. is back now. I'm He's back. back. That wraps up our news segment for this week. Before we dive into our topic, we're going to talk about uh, kind of episodes five and six and kind of give a, a little bit of a wrap, eye, wrap up on the Hawkeye series. Yeah, I feel like we used to, you know, we'd take a whole episode sometimes to, to review a series, but I think we've just maybe given up on a lot of these um, to, to feel like they deserve their own episode, <laughs> especially when we've talked about them throughout. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, in the future, okay, I'm, I'm going to commit right now. I'm going to get a Bowflex, but <laughs> I, I'm going to commit. It's a new year, right baby. <laughs> I'll commit right now at the, if we've had series that we've talked, uh, uh, talked about on, on a weekly basis, I'll just uh, put them all together and they'll have their own episode, quote unquote, of uh, what we talked special about. special edition. Just like what we talked about each week. Because I know we've done that with a couple other series in the past, but I think I'll put that together. So if the listeners want to hear our thoughts the, the whole way through. Yeah, they, they can, can kind of see them all one spot. And, and glad that Nate's getting the Bowflex, just like our, our friend Chris Pratt at <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, final two episodes. Uh, uh, letdown. Big, big letdown in Whoa, my opinion. Whoa, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. uh, yeah, we, I, I was, I'm not impressed with Hawkeye. Not impressed with Hawkeye. Yeah, I, I was not a fan of the finale. And I, I, I got a few different things to talk about. First, I want to talk about Yelena. Well, mm-hmm. first off, uh, I saw this hilarious meme that someone's like, why does Yelena just sound like a female Gru from Despicable Me? <laughs> Savage. <laughs> and I'm like, the Russian accent is, is really hard for people. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I a little cheesy, but it's okay. It's okay. I don't know. I kind of felt like, I don't know, maybe this just goes back to, to me and Black Widow. I felt like Yelena's entrance would have been a lot more cooler and better for her as a character if we did not have Black Widow at all. A lot yeah. co- I think a lot cooler, not more cooler, Nate. I know you're, you're trying to emphasize that there. <laughs> but I, I just kind of feel like if we didn't know anything about her and she just shows up and she's like, I'm Natasha's sister, that gives you more of a mystery to the character. That would have been a huge reveal. People would have gone nuts and if I, they revealed it in Hawkeye. And I think it would have just, it, it would have added more to kind of create, I think, more, make her character more compelling rather than knowing like oh this is everything that happened with her and natasha rather than like okay what actually happened between her and natasha are they actually sisters and i think it would have made her character like kind of have it would have had more of a i guess that cathartic moment at the end where it's like okay you didn't kill my sister but now what do i do now like i thought that that could have been a lot more justified if we didn't know everything about her already i think they would have to establish though some sort of background of yelena in order to make it uh, effective, uh, have that effective moment at the end of Hawkeye. Because if it's just to- some great character that we've never seen before, right, it's going to be difficult to like, I don't know, relate with them and then also feel between, you know, her and, and Hawkeye at the end. So I feel like there would still have to be some sort of background given. Maybe if they explored it in an episode, an entire episode, maybe so maybe make Hawkeye an eight episode 
affair instead of six. And in one of those episodes, you dive deeper into Yelena's background. That way you can get some sort of connection. Because if it's just a random character that we think is Black Widow's sister, you might not have uh, that relatability that you'd find when you have background in the character. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was a little... I think the hard part for me is it didn't feel like the Yelena was necessary to Hawkeye's story whatsoever, if that makes sense. That, yeah. That, I, I feel that. I feel that. Though you knew she was coming in because at the end of Black Widow, mm-hmm. uh, our our lady friend, come, who, whose name I'm forgetting, who I just think of uh, as Madame the Hydra. Countess. You can call me <laughs> Val. Val, yeah. Um, but, you know, she comes up and says, hey, it's Hawkeye who, who killed your sister. So you knew, you knew that it was coming, but I agree that it might not have been necessary here, the, the entire Hawkeye storyline could have been done without Yelena. And it doesn't fit. It's like, I don't feel like, I feel like, again, at the end of Black Widow, they just showed that scene to get you hyped for Hawkeye when it's like, oh, we just showed that scene. Yeah, Elena shows up. They're all good. Like, it's like, oh, there's not, there wasn't any stakes to it. Like, I knew what was going to happen. She was going to wail on him. She was eventually going to get convinced. And mm-hmm. so it kind of felt more like a shameless, uh, uh, not fan service, like um, advertising. I see, suppose. It's predictable. See, I think yeah. for me is uh, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't have wanted Val to even go up to her and be like, "Hey, it was Hawkeye that killed your sister in the first place," right. because everyone already knows. Well, no, he didn't, it, didn't, and it would just take some convincing on Hawkeye's end to Yelena that, "Oh no, I didn't, I didn't kill her." So I, I really, I think I would have just stopped that entirely because right. once you do, once Val tells Yelena that, you already know what's going to happen. So it's like, hey, just get that done with and away with though i think she brought like a funny presence still overall like in in the episode she shows up at the very end and then you know the the next episode she's in in episode five she's in uh, kate bishop's apartment kate bishop right <laughs> and kind of toying with her really uh throughout and uh no, you know I, so i i felt like she was kind of a a funny presence there though i can agree maybe it wasn't the most necessary yeah i i'm excited for her in future things i i think she's a really She's like, you know, a Black Widow character, but with a very different personality yeah. that, that I like. And they want that as kind of a replacement to Black Widow, right? Mm-hmm. Yelena is Black Widow's replacement. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I just, I, I didn't love how she was placed into this. Yeah. Um, another thing, this is just kind of small. They they give Hawkeye a new costume, but you can't even tell he's wearing anything different yeah, at all. Yeah, it looks no, <laughs> you're and, right. it's like, and Kate Bishop's as well is like, you're wearing your costume too. And it's like, that's the same purple thing that you wore. The, yeah, it was, yeah, it looked very similar. Okay, yeah, okay. No different. Just give him a mask. Give him his comic accurate costume with a mask. But, give him the mulk, Josh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Also the whole scene where they just murder all the tracksuits. Okay, which, <laughs> that was the, like the biggest thing for me because I was like, you know, this whole series has been, you know, little like fist fight, like punch back and forth. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, Hawkeye's killed people, but Kate's like, yeah, I'm totally fine plugging 15 people with arrows. So, no consequences. Again, either. though, I felt like during that battle, it was, it was more of a lighthearted feel. It, yeah, it was a like happy kill. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it was, it wasn't an intense, brutal beat down. Uh, like we've seen in other things. It wasn't a, a Captain America versus Iron Man or, you know him and Bucky versus Iron Man, right? It was more just lighthearted because the tracksuits are kind of like the stormtroopers, right? There's, you know, a dime, they're a dime a dozen, and and so they're kind of showing, hey, you know, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop can really take down these stormtroopers with ease, and they do it in this kind of funny, lighthearted way. But that, that's what the whole series was. It was more of a funny, lighthearted, Christmassy 
holiday special type thing, <laughs> right? Tell like that to the, tell that to the guys who got shrunken down and then taken away to get eaten by an owl. <laughs> families. Again, like, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> I, know, that's, well, I was just surprised. I think someone someone posted about it like this is the the biggest body count Marvel has seen since um since Endgame. Really? Yeah. In, in Hawkeye? Yeah, in anything. Because, like, Whoa. so many people it, died in that five minutes. <laughs> Age of Ultron, I guess, they're all robots, so not a high body count. Chitari aren't really people, I guess, mm-hmm. so not a body count. Okay, understandable. But, yeah. Whoa, I didn't know that. But murder. Yeah, because you don't see... Or no, no, someone compared it. It was uh, not... It was till Iron Man, like... Because Iron Man kills a ton of people. That's in the, true. The first Iron Man. But after that, you don't really see a lot of people die until Hawkeye when they just lay waste. But, uh, it, but it's a funny waste, right? I, I, I was kind of like, man, like Kate Bishop, you're wow. This yeah, is, maybe you're fine. Maybe it was a big step between being a normal archer, being involved in some crime espionage story with Hawkeye to now I'm killing hundreds of dudes. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And like the way, no hesitation, just shoots Kingpin right in the chest. It's like, yeah, I don't mind. I just killed 15 other people. Uh-huh. And that's the other thing I think I have a problem with because, well, I know TJ will get into this, a relationship between uh, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, which it doesn't really make sense because you're just like, Not I'm your all. partner. No, yeah. you're not. <laughs> yeah, you're my partner. And you're like, eh, I don't know. It, it feels very rushed and forced, but... I do enjoy Kate Bishop as a character. Like, I, I do want to see her in future things. I think she's a fun character and brings a different twist to Marvel and uh, obviously going to kind of be a, like a Spider-Man replacement-ish no, to I, Hawkeye. I would say right? well, she will be a replacement to Hawkeye, but yeah, Hawkeye in this, he just, if you really think about it, dude shows no emotion the entire no. series. He's just, yeah, yeah he's yeah. just got to get home for I think I mentioned this before. There's no goal to what they're trying to accomplish. He's like, I got to stay and clear up some things here. And it's like, well, what do you have to clear up? And then episode five, it's finally like, oh, uh, that guy, I'm worried about Kingpin. And it's like, and then so they built up this really big thing with Kingpin, him and Kate. There's no reason why they keep fighting with each other, but Hawkeye just because they pissed at her. And then they quote, kill which we don't know so they don't so they don't yeah so uh, yeah that's it so here's here's the the two good things that i enjoy about hawkeye as a whole one i do enjoy kingpin at the end like he he was he's just threatening but like yes i would say he doesn't make a ton of sense because there's not build up but when he was on screen i'm like i like kingpin like i really like kingpin obviously that's kind of fan service to all the people that watch the daredevil series out there but uh going back to him getting shot so this does happen in the comics. He does get shot. Yep. He doesn't die. He just gets shot in the face and goes blind. Mm-hmm. And so he, um, he will he will definitely come back. So I don't think they just waste him on a cameo. No, I don't think episode. so. I don't think but so either. I enjoyed I enjoyed the Kingpin's interactions. I didn't enjoy how Kate was able to withstand like 20 blows from the Kingpin because I'm like, uh, I don't think you'd be getting up after getting hit. Like, yeah, that was times. that was definitely cheesy. I didn't like that because Kingpin is like one of the most ferocious dudes out there. In, in Daredevil series in the comics when he's Spider-Man. fighting Spider-Man. I mean, he literally kills Spider a Spider-Man in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, like, he's not to be Michael, as Michael Scott would say, truffled with, as I have mentioned in other <laughs> episodes. <laughs> but, yeah, Kate Bishop would not be able to take on a, a, a kingpin, any form of a kingpin, especially with her lack of experience. Yeah, I can see her taking on some tracksuits, right, because they're the stormtroopers. But but not a Darth Vader, not a Kingpin. So mm-hmm. yeah, very far fetched there. He was really weak in it too. That I think that's the same thing. It's just I'm like, oh no, it's Kingpin, and then it's like, psych, he gets defeated in one episode. It's like, 
It, well, like, you could it, do better than that. I guess his focus, he was more considering Kate as like a fly on the wall. He's like, stop like bugging me. I'm trying to go kill your mom, you know? Um, <laughs> so it was, I don't, I don't think he was maybe taking it super seriously. And then he gets kind of caught off guard, but still, you can't do that to our guy, Kingpin, even though he's the bad guy. Come on now. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing I, I really enjoyed about it, I, I think uh, uh, Maya Echo yeah. in this, I think is a really good character that like, I think she was the only one that was really like, that, like, cause she had, she has the best character arc and it's fleshed out, even though like, it's not super emotional when she has to kill Kazi cause they didn't really build up their relationship. I, but, I thought it was enough for but, what it was. But I think her character, I think was the most well done in this series. And I actually think I, I'm more excited to see her series than this series. Cause I think yeah. as her as a character, I think is really powerful and interesting. And I thought she was done very well in this Hawkeye series. Yeah, I think she did uh, a stellar job, and um, obviously there was yeah that that growth that took place in her that maybe didn't in uh, in some of the other characters. Uh, I will say just going back to going back to Kingpin, I like that they made him a little bit bigger, right? Than he did in this in the Daredevil version. Mm-hmm. Right, he was just yeah. a normal normal kind of cool big biz, bigness. Baldy. <laughs> but I, I definitely wanted not to be like so outrageously big, like into the Spider Verse. But he had to have some size uh, and girth on him, and not—he's not just some big, strong guy. No, he's like abnormally strong, abnormally big. His like fat kind of muscle protects him, basically. Mm-hmm. So I was—I was happy about that. Also, a little bit of a surprise with Swordsman. He was actually a good guy, good, or, and he was didn't just, have anything to do with anything, yeah, which is like, like that's a surprise. He was, uh, yeah, he was—he was clueless as everyone and he just goes and he's like i have a sword let me kill these criminals for it's fun like, Let's all, we're all killing people now and it's a fun okay. and the tracksuits have swords yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny okay, it's like the, wait a minute the larpers the, yeah I, i'm like why on earth did we have this whole arc with the larpers yeah a little bit because they're like guys let's suit up and then they suit up and then they're and like, everyone's everyone like oh, leave. now we'll listen to these people because they're wearing like outlandish viking costumes yeah, I'd be like okay we gotta stay away from these freaks because they're dressed up in, in and there's explosions happening. Doing, they gotta yeah. be. They gotta be crazy. No, nothing against larpers in real life, but just the, the character arc fit. in their show does not make any sense. I think. I think that's my biggest criticism with this. The show is they did twenty different things that they were trying to fit into this. They tried to introduce Echo. They tried to solve Yelena and Hockey. They wanted to bring in Kingpin. They had Kate Bishop. They had Swordsman. They had Kate's mom. Right. They had the larpers. It's like, they had a lot. bruh. Like, let's just focus on Hawkeye overcoming the fact that he like brutally murdered people for five years. And if we can include some other people, like Maya, I think she fit really well into that overall story. Some of the others, mm, not so much. Yeah, you guys are convincing me now, actually going back and like, ah, maybe uh, maybe it wasn't as uh, fun and lighthearted as I thought with a lot of some of these uh, gaps and maybe overcomplication of characters, uh, it, character introductions that they didn't need to do. So you guys are persuading me. You guys are persuading me. Mm-hmm. I think, the, and I think the topic is just too dark for... A holiday fun, a holiday like fun. You overcoming the, you know, you overcoming your vigilante murdering spree, isn't very, haha, Christmas, like everything's yeah, that's great. Fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. They did play the the entire Captain America song though, as a post credit oh scene. Oh my gosh, uh, actually, that was very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, would be and Nate were watching it. We're like, I'm like. Okay, well, they're, they're, they're going to pan out. They're well, going to pan are we gonna out. See? What are we going to see? And then it's just no. It was just fan service. It just kept on going and kept on going. It like, really did. Like. Whoa, this is what this is what I signed up for. I mean, I know 
people like, oh, stop taking for granted all the end scenes. But they hey. could do this all day. <laughs> they really could. They kept on going. It was a little absurd. Um, but I mean, come on, just give us like a a little a little something, you know? Just a taste. Just that's what that's what I feel like keeps people coming and engaged. And but no, not this time. Mm-hmm. Final but, ratings. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, last thing. I don't think we have to do final ratings. Nah. But Four out of ten. CJ <laughs> wanted that rating in there, but what I would say is just like you know, I think a lot of my uh, a lot of my ratings is like what's what's the chance I'm going to go back and watch this? You know, because some Got things it. are great on the first time, but they're never good to watch again. Um, but for this, I would say with Hawkeye, I would just go back and watch episode three and watch the car chasing because I think that's a solid action scene. That was scene. a cool scene. Yeah. But that's a... Besides yeah. that, it's just, you know, had one or two good things. The rest of it, it's like skip, you know? You just hit yeah. the skip button. Actually, I will say, out of all the series, and I feel like I I've, I've might have gotten some flack for this on social media, about out of all the series that I've watched this year from Marvel... The only one that I would really go back and watch again would be What If. Yeah. Mm. Um, that, I, that's I, for me. I, I would watch some of WandaVision. I, and I would watch some of WandaVision. But yeah, it's, well, there'd be some of everything that I'd watch, but the only one I would watch see, all the way through see, that's is the What thing. If. I don't think I would go back and watch Falcon or Winter Soldier or Loki. Even. I don't think I would either. Only maybe to understand better the story as it uh, relates to things that happen in the future, but not just for like for kicks, but for like What If, I'm like, that was some awesome like there was awesome scenes awesome action just intense power like and it's very pertinent to everything else that's going to be happening uh, i'm going to watch that again but yeah that's me that wraps up our thoughts on the hawkeye series we're going to dive into our topic now we finally got to see spider-man no way home and boy this one's a doozy at last there's a lot to talk about yeah this is the 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 most hyped movie of the year Easily. easily it is uh um, it's two years actually it's already past the one billion mark for for box office within a week yeah uh 10 days 10 days okay. 10 days but still 10 days a billion dollars already and uh that's not airing in china either that's not in china it, it has not air it has not aired in china so this is this is crazy money like mm-hmm. st- stupid. stupid money <laughs> yeah as people would say well i mean it makes sense because spider-man closed off uh, the end of phase three. Mm-hmm. And this is really the only thing I think that anybody actually was looking, forward, looking to. forward to. You know, other things came out and some were good, some were not as good but overall. The but hype this, wasn't there. The hype wasn't there like it is for this. Everybody's been waiting for this as soon as uh, that end credit scene where Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ever since that came out, people were were waiting. I mean, this was an Avengers level threat, uh, <laughs> hype wise, you might say. This is Avengers level movie, just with one. Um, yeah. Where, where where do we begin? Mm. Is the real question. Do it. I I I'll, I'll 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 play my cards outright to get the listeners a little bit maybe ticked because that always helps. Controversial. That's right. And what we think about movies. I thought it was a great movie, but I think they did uh, things wrong. Um, um, that that had significant consequences for the overall uh, tone of the movie, uh, future things that they could have done. Um, so I loved it. I walked out of there super excited. Um, but then I was convinced uh, through Nate and through my girlfriend um, that uh, there, there actually are some, I think, some pretty intense issues in this. Doesn't stop me from loving the movie, but it, but it does hurt. 
Yeah, we're going to... Uh, yeah, let's start with the flaws then, or at least... The what? Flaws. Of flaws. Oh, flaws. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I misheard you there. But starting this off, so like, like TJ, I really enjoy this movie, but I, I think there are some significant issues with the first act of this movie. Especially. First off, we got to talk about Doctor Strange. Like, this is probably my, 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 one of my biggest issues is Doctor Strange does not feel like Doctor Strange at all. He doesn't. He's mm. just like, oh, uh, he's like, uh, dang it, I'm not the Sorcerer Supreme anymore. Wong's the Sorcerer Supreme, which actually can kind of explain why Wong shows up in Shang-Chi. Right. <laughs> and he's, like, he's the Sorcerer Supreme just trying to make an extra buck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by, by uh, fighting with the, the Abomination. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw something that's like, Wong is the new Nick Fury kind of thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'd prefer that, actually. Good work. He's got the portals. He could be like, hey. He's like, everybody, we're going to go take on Kang. (laughs) Come on. But uh, yeah, he just, Peter Parker shows up and he's just like, hey, Dr. Strange, you want to do something crazy stupid for me? And Dr. Strange is like, sure, I won't think twice about this. And then he tries it. He's like, wait, stop talking, kid. Wait, stop talking, kid. And then he gets super mad at him and he's just like, oh, this is all your fault, Peter Parker. And it's like, no, it's like he's literally a teenager and a child and you're like a a 40 year old doctor. (laughs) Yeah. And he's seen the ends of the universe, man. And he's fought Thanos. I mean, he, I mean, stopped Dormammu. He's seen everything and it just felt. Like Doctor Strange in this film was, uh, his character wasn't congruent to Anything. the other Doctor Strange, or the two Doctor Stranges that we've seen in uh, other movies. Not talking about variants, like mm-hmm. the actual do- number one Doctor Strange. And, and I will say that there, there is maybe a bit of a precedent for this because there is that one line in the trailer where it's like, uh, what is he? I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's kind of like, I had to cast that spell. Or something. It was like the that. only way. It the- was the only way. And so maybe we'll get something that makes it a little more clear in Multiverse of Madness, but but I don't I don't think that's fair. I, would, I was hoping that it, he was gonna be Mysterio and everything that was being shown was somehow Mysterio. Ah. Right? Mysterio's alive, but obviously there was so much detail and, and everything put into it. I don't think it could have been something that was concocted by Mysterio who apparently is still dead. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we don't know for sure, but, mm-hmm. and, and I could see like, they could maybe go the route of like, you know, Dr. Strange has one of the biggest egos in the MCU. I and, hope I thought, not. and I think, you know, if they played into that, be like Peter Parker's be like, Oh, you're a giant magic dude. And like, you can't even do this simple thing to make my life better. Like maybe that could give more of a justification of why I did it. But there's not really a justification of Dr. Strange helping Peter out. Maybe. Mephisto, maybe a little Mephisto <laughs> magic, you know? You know? Christian, Christian will never give up on the come Mephisto on, for a try. Come on, I, really am, I am really hoping that it's not Doctor Strange, because that would make it so much more redeemable in my mind. Yeah, I hope, but uh, I feel like my hope is is kind of pointless, Wasted. but we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that kind of just him giving Peter the power to be like, yeah, I'll do this crazy thing, and then they fight about it. Because it also makes, I guess... It kind of does go in line that Doctor Strange is kind of heartless a little bit because he's kind of like when in Infinity War, he's like, when it comes to saving the uh, the time stone or you or the kid, it's like, I'll let both of you die before I give up the time stone. But he so, does give up the time zone, which shows that he greater, was just a lie. But it's for the greater good. Yes. It was because it was the, the only way. The only mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. It's fair. But uh, yeah, just his old character like doesn't really make sense. Obviously, I, I understand that you need Doctor Strange to have everything that happens in this movie happen. You need him for it but it doesn't really line up with what we've seen of Doctor Strange and his character thus far. Also, Doctor Strange versus Spider-Man, give me a break. Doctor Strange could knock him out in two seconds. There's no 
way a Spider-Man is ever going to be Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. But I do not think. Something I did really enjoy, though, which this goes back to Spider-Sense, when he gets his uh, he gets uh, thrown out in his astral projection, Spider-Man, and then yeah. Doctor Strange tries to seal it from him. Uh-huh. He can't do it because the Spider-Sense is that strong. Like, it's just a natural reaction. It's Fair. not him thinking about but, it. That was something I thought was pretty still, cool. Doctor uh, Strange fought Thanos 1v1 and, all, and like, yeah. took him to uh, not to not to his limits but gave him a better fight than anyone else right true if he can fight thanos with five infinity stones four four infinity stones he can beat a measly little spider-man not hating on spider-man spider-man is super strong he has the spider sense but uh like dr strange is is next level omega level right not not really not a mutant but you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. he's yeah he's top tier so that yeah. was uh, that kind of they did him dirty there. That kind of hurt me a little bit. I'm sure it was they, like the idea is like, oh, like come on, Peter, like don't make me like use my full power kind of thing. And then he gets kind of angrier and angrier. But then before he can actually just wreck that, Peter, it's too late. Fair. Kind that's of thing. fair. Maybe he's just like kind of he doesn't want to like hurt him, and so he's just kind of doing some stuff. Like, but on, then he's like, just ah. give up. It's like it's like when you're you're playing one on one in basketball with your little brother, and they're you know five years younger than you and you're 10 years old and you're like, Oh, I can beat him. Then they throw up some lucky shot and it goes in and you're like, crap, you know, it's kind of, maybe it's like that. I only remember dominating. <laughs> no, I, actually, I really actually wasn't thinking of a specific instance, <laughs> but I, there's, you know, you, that's kind of my, my yeah, go to example. Right. Um, I'd also like to mention as maybe like flaws in this, um, they completely brushed over the whole, um, everyone knows your identity thing. Mm-hmm. Like that, that felt like uh, it was it was first act, right? Well, but not but, even. But the only really impact of that everyone knew he was Spider Man. So first you start off, he has legal trouble, but that gets yeah, quickly like, rushed up. Hey, it's all good. The introduction of Daredevil. Devil, yeah, right. that was also a lot of fans. I'm service. a really good lawyer. Catches <laughs> a brick. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was quickly wrapped up. Yeah, that was fine. But then like the only really other consequence is just like it's more like. I felt like it was even more like cancel culture where everyone's like, uh, we hate you a little bit. And it's like, it's like, we believe Mysterio. And I'm like, isn't it really easy for like everyone for like the government or someone just to be like, Hey, actually this guy Mysterio didn't exist. He was actually this guy. Like, yeah, but you know, it's just what social, it's the, the social media bug, mm-hmm, right? That's Once true. it's out there on social media, people only believe that one thing. Cause it was first. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even if it gets discredited, it's, it's too late. It's too late because too many people have seen it. But, and that's what happened here, I think. Mm-hmm. But but like TJ was saying, there wasn't a deep impact of like besides like his life it's is like, kind of oh crazy. No, Could, I didn't get he, into college. Didn't get into MIT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was more of just like yeah, really completely rushed over. It's just like oh yeah, life is a little more inconvenient rather than no, this is like a serious thing of everything in my life was screwed. You know, or and, like guys robbers who have been wronged by Spider Man are now showing up his front door trying to kill him or something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. and I I think. Um, shout out to, to Becca B for, for, for getting this idea in my head um, I would have really liked it would have been really cool to maybe split this movie into two movies so you have the first movie where it's kind of just him coming to grips with like um, everybody knowing who he is and maybe all this dangerous stuff happening to him maybe yeah. even Mysterio still well, alive I was going to say bring in another villain that he has fought previously that we never saw right mm-hmm. but that now knows he's Peter Parker, bring that in, do something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then, and so then, you know, that's kind of the, the theme of it. And then at the end kind of have him be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like this is really messing up my life goes to Dr. Strange. Then all these bad things happen or something. 
Um, and it kind of leaves you with a cliffhanger, but like maybe at the end of the cliffhanger, you see Toby and Andrew come in at the very end. Something and then the like second that, yeah. movie or something like that is all about rounding up the rest of the villains, dealing with the mistake and then ending the same way. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I guess I can just echoing that a little bit too. There's no, the, this, this, there's no stakes at the beginning. At the beginning. Right? That's, yes. always, that's always our, our thing. We talk about stakes all the time, right? Is right he it was really just that major inconvenience and that is what led him to go to dr strange to do this giant super multiversal stuff Messing right up spell. and and i mean dr strange saw that first he's like just because you're inconvenienced now you want me to cast this spell that could ri- literally like just tear really, apart the yeah. universe right so yeah that is like wait like come on now there's got to be a something more to that right mm-hmm. maybe like one of uh, someone's died or someone's on the verge of death uh, in Peter's circle and then he goes but I can totally hear but, what you're saying there Teej yeah and just a, a, along with that like even when the villains start showing up it kind of just turns to a game of human Pokemon yeah let's catch a wild green <laughs> gotta catch them all yeah but it was very like yeah we're all fun this is all fine and then like they break everyone out of Doctor Strange really easily well but, I think that's where it happened too fast though again is it's like all of a sudden he's like Oh wait! Like I'm, I don't want anybody to die. Like that's not Spider Man's uh, way. I didn't like that. That was, I mean, I, I think it fit. It, it, it they didn't build up to it at all. It just was so random out of the it, blue. It was very very fast. Yeah, and honestly, uh, just kind of like Thanos did nothing wrong, right? The villain in this was actually Aunt May, <laughs> and she got what she deserved. Death. She was she was the one that caused Shoot. all this, right? She was the one. She's like, no, Peter, you got to do this because Peter's like, nah, nah, nah. And then Amy's like, no, 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 you're Spider Man. That's what you do. And guess what? She's dead, but she kind of deserved it. I think it was she Peter. was she was the one Whoa. that caused Great it power. all. <laughs> that, that that is a very hot take. Yeah, hot take. Aunt May was the actual villain, Aunt, and I'm Aunt standing May was by the that. Villain. Uh, it wasn't. Thanos was right to snap her. <laughs> call, call me emotion, uh, uh, emotionless, uh, emotionless, heartless. no heartless, or no, no heartless, no, no heartless, no, uh, <laughs> heartless. Kanye West, no. But uh, yeah, I was not so worked up when she died because I'm like, kind of. Uh, you kind of did this so to yourself. That was random. It, it was it was unexpected that she died, but uh, actually, so first off, I thought she was going to get impaled by the glider because you know, I, I thought I too. too. It would have been a little more like I don't know. It would have fit better, right? It, it After she jarring. got up, though, so I knew she was going to die. Yeah. Like, no, she's dying. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, she's not actually going to survive. But, uh, yeah, well, they, yeah, that's uh, I guess another thing that not that I, I don't think she was wrong as Christian was saying, but they did, had not built her up enough as a character. To, to make that to have her be Uncle Ben. Yeah, to have her, yeah, to be Uncle Ben. And, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. You got to get some version of the line That's in the right. Spider Man movie. But that was not built up enough to, to be like, oh, this is really, really meaningful or this makes a ton of sense because it is unexpected. Again, splitting it into two movies, you build her up That's in the first true. one. And then in the second one, when she dies, you're, you're freaking out. And guess what? There's two billion dollars sitting right, in, your, exactly. in, in your bank, Marvel. Come on now. Well, it's, it's technically Sony makes most of the money from the right. Sony, but, but come okay, on, Sony. That, so that half a billion now is a one billion for Walmart. That being said, though, I thought the movie started to get good when she died because yeah. it added consequences and stakes, and it, it's it moves Spider-Man towards the direction of what I shouldn't say everyone loves about Spider-Man, but that Spider-Man's life. Sucks. sucks and it's really really sad <laughs> and so it was a very i think good moment to be like there are consequences for your actions it felt real you know it obviously still means a lot to peter because that's his aunt and that's his only family is now dead 
But that's that. The, the, this is where I think the movie goes into its second act, where I think it got really, really good. And it was kind of that that switch of like, okay, everything forward from this, I really, really enjoyed. But everything up to that moment felt to me kind of forced and rushed, didn't make a ton of sense. But as soon as Aunt May died and things got real, that's when I thought the movie started to get good. I will say yeah. in that first act with the fight sequence between Peter Parker and or Spider-Man and Green Goblin, when it was a little more you mean brutal and oh, he's, yeah. they're going through the... the right before the, Aunt May oh, dies. Yeah. I did like that. I, like, I really like, liked that. Boom, we, got, we have... And, you know, Tom Holland talked about that previously to the movies. Like, there's going to be some more brutal fight scenes in this, and that's one of them I'm sure he was talking about. He's so, just wailing on his head. I did like that because then it also shows how nasty and evil of a villain Green Goblin yeah, well, is. Yeah, he's, we, he's just an evil dude. William yeah. Defoe. William Defoe. Hands down. 20 years best. later, it doesn't matter. He is still amazing as yeah, a villain. Yeah, he's still got it. Though, again, again it's, he's kind of like a Joker-esque where there's no rhyme or reason, right? He's just bad, right? right. And he's just doing bad mm-hmm. uh, just because he's a bad guy, right? And so uh, it, it's nice to have that, though uh, I didn't like this whole all the other villains like, He's trying to help him go good. But yeah, and that's first act. I really didn't like that part. Happy to get in the second act where there's like, okay, now villains are bad. Good guys are good. We're fighting, you know? Right. Especially because there's not really like anything redeemable. And and the fact that like none of them actually, well, the only ones that are going to die were Green Goblin and um, and Doc Ock. So Green Goblin dies, Doc Ock dies. Electro Electro basically dies dies. because he gets sucked up into a power thing. Um, no, oh, yeah. Lizard's fine. Lizard's fine. Sandman's actually a good guy. Oh, yeah. Sandman, <laughs> Sandman is fine. It was just a little. To two, only two people died. Yeah. So I think but, they went. Uh, it was just. It could have been more kind of like, hey, you guys, like, maybe we don't need to, like, imprison them. Maybe we can, quote, heal them. You know, it could have built it up better. They could have built it up better, but I do think that it goes with Spider Man's character. You know, well, especially Tom Holland's yeah. Spider Man. Because Spider Man isn't a murderer. And you know, murderers. And I think I guess maybe I'm realizing it now. That's more of a, a deeper theme because everyone thinks he killed Mysterio, and he has, I guess, the, the opportunity to oh. quote kill all these villains. But he's like, I'm, I'm not, not a murderer. murderer. I'm that's not going to see that. They could have built that up a lot better. Or made that connection a little more clear. Yeah, that oh, could have mm-hmm. been nice. Where like, if Aunt May was like, "Hey, you didn't kill Mysterio. You don't kill the yeah. guys against yeah. you." Yeah. That's a good insight, Nate. They mm. failed. <laughs> but but uh, as moving forward, moving forward to, towards the positive things, I did like seeing all the villains in there. It's not a Sinister Six, but they no. got them all back. They're, you know, they're from different universes. They're all played by the exact same actors. Mm. Some, pl- unfortunately, who I'd rather not have play, uh, <laughs> i.e. Jamie Foxx as Electro. Oh, <laughs> I, I, he was a very different Electro in this one. He was. He oh, was. He, I, just, I didn't like either of them, but this one was very like, is, like yo, what's up, man? It was, it was better. It was better. <laughs> they uh, they literally changed his haircut and his face, everything. Well, everything it's because about him. he came to this universe and then there was all of this extra electric power that he was absorbing that made him all of a sudden better or something like blue that. Guy. But still, I can't take anything Jamie Foxx says seriously, so I'm like, all right, get this dude off camera. Like he's, I just think he's just a silly actor. So anyways, I felt felt it worked for this because I don't know, like with the character that they made him out, it was, he was more funny than he was in the Amazing Spider-Man 2. He wasn't a main role. He didn't have a lot of lines. They didn't make him a main, main bad guy. So I I, I was happy with that because he just really couldn't like look at him compared to William Dafoe. I mean, it's like not even, not even a comparison, right? So they're glad they focused on William Dafoe and Green Goblin more so than than any of the others. But I like Doc Ock's redemption. I love Doc, Doc, Doc Ock. Is, you know, shout out to Spider-Man 2. 
Alfred Molina kills it. Still kills it. His character still makes sense because he was never completely, truly evil. He just got corrupted by... Listen to me now. (laughs) He just got corrupted, but his character makes sense that he would help out Spider-Man because that's what he does. He does help out Mm Spider-Man. Yeah. I I think the last major... Well, I guess two major criticisms that I'd like to have. Um, One, the entrance of uh, Toby um, was not very impactful. Like... When Andrew came through the portal, I, I, I literally, yeah, everybody in the theater went crazy. But then it was kind of just, oh, and Toby. Like, it would have been cool if it had been, like, both of them. I don't know. You, you, want, you want more justice for Toby is what you're saying? Well, no, just a better entrance for both of them. Like, they were doing what they could. Um, and then the second thing, Toby getting stabbed at the end. Um, it's just like, oh. Did they kill off Toby? I was so shocked. And then it's like, oh no, he's fine. He's, he's just been stabbed a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, okay. But anyway, so I just wanted to get those out there. Mm-hmm. But Andrew and Toby. Andrew and Toby, though. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. It honestly, was. I think they, they the really made the movie. They right? did. If you don't have them, the movie is uh, just not, it's not there. I don't care that you have all the villains and everything else that's going on. It's just not there. They made the movie. They were their original characters. Uh, they played them super well. You got, if you hadn't watched their movies previously, you still got some of their story. For those of us who have watched those movies, you so felt good. everything mm-hmm. you, uh, they were saying. They were they were hilarious. Uh, just between them two and Tom, <laughs> my I mean, back. It's just <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that I'm like oh I totally get that right. Just it was it was fantastic to have them in there. They made the movie and it was fun because of them. I think my favorite scene is the one where it shows the three of them running about to jump off the bill. It was just, it, it gave me the chills that I felt when I watched civil war and I, uh, and I saw the Avengers going to attack each other. It was the same feeling. I was mm-hmm. so hyped. And I think something that not only do they appear and they're in it, not just, Oh, they're a lot of fun. They do good things for both of their characters. And I know. I loved that. And like at first, so I also think, not only do they do that, they also help out Peter, uh, Tom Holland's, with his struggles because it's like, especially oh, Toby. Yeah, because he's like, oh yeah, I we know exactly what you're going through because people have died. The same thing has happened to us, but you got to keep going through, you know. But then once you get them, like I, I just love seeing their personality shine through. Same, because like you know, you get <laughs> man, I want to fight aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was hilarious. Just like you know, it's, uh, Andrew Garfield's a lot more like. He's the millennial Spider-Man. He's like, hey, guys, what's up? You yeah, know? he's kind of like, like kinda, I love you guys. Yeah, and <laughs> he's just kind like, of a weird kind of find his place in it, but we still love him. Mm-hmm. And then you have Toby, who's like, uh, what did Andrew just, Garfield say? He's just like, what, cool preacher? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is it? No, no, cool youth pastor. Youth, youth pastor. pastor. <laughs> yeah, and Toby's just like a nice, nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's an innocent, nice guy. Just, dude, just getting his job done. He mm-hmm. is a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, going back to the, their character growth. Andrew Garfield saving MJ. That was, I loved mm-hmm. that. The, I thought some that redemption. was perfectly done. And, and people probably like, people knew that was coming. But good. I, I didn't actually. Good. I thought Tom was just going to save uh, her. See, I, I'm like, I bet Andrew Garfield's going to get some redemption by saving this MJ. Um, I guess it was Gwen that he wasn't able to save. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, great to, great to see that. Because I, I don't know why. I just love, I love Andrew and Toby. But Andrew, because he's gone through. The, he's the, gone through the worst he, by he far. Had it the, yeah. He had it the worst. So to see him have some of that redemption was just so sweet. Yeah, and then I was going to say, and then Toby stopping Tom Holland from killing Green Goblin right. also makes a lot of sense for his character. Yeah, because yeah, that was his Green Goblin, right? Mm-hmm. Toby, It was Toby versus Green Goblin, and it was 
uh, all of that at first, right? It was his villain. So him stopping it, recognizing how evil uh, Green Goblin is and was, uh, was a big, big move by, uh, by Toby's Spider-Man for sure. It's really cool that generational gap. You know, it's kind of like every every ten years, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's like you know, young young Peter Parker, middle aged Peter Parker, kind of old Peter Parker. And it's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like my best friend turned against me and tried to kill me. And then, oh, <laughs> did you guys you guys see that? So that yes, is foreshadowing, Hobgoblin. Right? Mm-hmm. But foreshad, they're literally it's foreshadowing by them actually telling you what's going to happen, right? Because you're like, oh. Ned's never going to turn against him. Ned's a good guy, right? He's his best friend. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Now he's not his friend anymore at all. I actually, so this is one of my, well, I'll theorize in a second, unless we have more to say about positives. Maybe, maybe we go back to some positives and then we jump into some of our, uh, maybe these kind of theories. You want to do that? Um, yeah. So like, like we kind of said, dynamic between the three of them. Absolutely hilarious. Perfect. So funny. Like, and great action sequences, too. Yes. It was, action sequences are phenomenal. I just wanted to bring up the line. He's like, we're not working together as a team. He's like, I don't want to brag about this, but guys, I'm, I'm in the Avengers. Avengers. He's like, that's awesome. What What's is that? that? Is that He's a like, band? What? Are you in a band? <laughs> Are you in a band? <laughs> just the, the dynamic between the three Spider-Men, like how they all play off of each other. That is, I think, one of the best parts of the movie. Hilarious character growth. Awesome. The other thing I, I want to talk about with the positives is the ending, I think, is spot on for Spider-Man. Yeah. Of everybody forgets that he's Peter Parker. And everybody, yeah. and his life sucks. <laughs> like well, now no one even knows. Because in the comics, he still has a couple people that know. But eventually. Eventually. But now eventually Aunt, but that's May's dead. Aunt May's dead. His friends don't know oh, him man. at all. He's literally, he has, to get, he has to go through, he has to do high school again by getting a GED. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't have to do high school again. Just He'll just get his test. GED, yeah. not graduate, and then go on to some kind of small podunk college is probably what will happen. But the thing that we'll get is, which I, I, I didn't really think about until this one, is he hasn't been taking pictures at this all. Time. No, Because he he's hasn't. a photographer. So this is, you know, setting him up to actually do mm-hmm. that again. Yeah. And so, yeah, he moves into the crappy apartment. Nobody knows who he is. That's kind of what it is in the yeah, comics. He moves exactly, into the crappy apartment. Yeah. He, he sews his own Spider-Man costume, which we get, which yeah. is a lot more reminiscent of Toby and Andrews. Right. And, the thing, even Everything though, spandex. Yeah, <laughs> even though I really, I have liked Tom Holland's costumes a lot because uh-huh. it's very much like the original Spider-Man. There's something about, I guess, Spider-Man from the comics, I should say. Right. But there's something about Toby and Andrew's costumes that I just like a little bit more. I, I think and I do as well. And his costume is a lot more looks like them. And I, I just, we haven't gotten a clear image of it, but I, I like that costume a lot. Me too. I, I think it's awesome. For me, it's the eyes because I don't like the how eyes, they right. animated the eyes to move up and down. I'm like, I, I think it looks perfectly normal for it just to be just a mask. Yeah. Because that's all it is. And But the moving eyes, I think, really shifts the everything. I think it was just a little OP to have him have the mask created from Iron Man, right? The Where it just feels more authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even like his first one after... Uh, remember the first one was like, well, if you're oh, nothing without yeah, this yeah. suit, you know, you don't deserve it or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then he has to go back to his crappy suit. Pajama suit. Pajama suit, which I still like the pajama suit, right? So not, him not having those Iron Man suits just kind of makes him more of a standalone. He's his own individual now, where I think before there was a lot of Spider-Man relying on Iron Man, even just as a character. But now it's like he's just by himself, right? Just like he was in the comics. Of course, the suit did make it possible for him to take a lot more punishment. That is true. Yes. Iron suit. Yeah, but maybe now this leads into not as uh, galactic of villains, right? But now it's but more your of friendly your, your friendly neighborhood. Your, your, mm-hmm. your, uh, your actual shocker, right? Or 
you have, you know, your Craven and, you know, just or the, maybe just small time guys, just the small time guys, uh, even your Kingpin, right. right? Those type of villains that are still tough villains, but it's not, uh, not Avengers level, Thanos level threats, uh, threats that are going to pack a, a kill punch every time they throw one. Cause we haven't seen Spider-Man fight like 20 gangsters and that's like, mm-hmm. you know, a classic Spider-Man. Thing. He's always yep. webbing up people. He does the symbol. He hasn't even remember how the end of civil war, like he has that Spider-Man symbol that's like on his wrist and then the yeah, post credits. Oh yeah. He never used that once. No, no. But maybe, maybe we'll get a more authentic version of that. But also I do want to say at the very end of the film, the greatest use of Darth Sidious since the, uh, uh, the prequels the, was as the Lego that he sets on uh, the, the Lego uh, oh, Darth yeah. Sidious. <laughs> I saw something that was like uh, Darth Sidious used there was better used than in the entirety the of the sequels. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, thank That's you. Darth Sidious confirmed. S- someone, in no way home. someone who gets it. So yeah. happy about that. I do want to say just overall with that ending. They basically did a reboot of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, like it's like, because here's the thing, which I think we're kind of going into theorizing now. Like, if Sony wanted to cut ties with Marvel and be like, we, we own Spider-Man, you can't do anything about it, they can completely do that now. Right. Yeah, and they can do their real own Sinister Six movie uh, here in the future, right? Because this mm-hmm. really wasn't a Sinister Six. There was just no, the five. Just the five. And it wasn't, they, they weren't all really trying to attack Spider-Man. I mean, they were coming home with him because uh, he was trying to help him out, right? Now mm-hmm. there's going to be a Sinister Six who are, are definitely going to be after him. And you've, I have even heard of rumors today that they're bringing in a Craven uh, that will be introduced. Now, I'm not sure if this is a Craven in the MCU or a Craven just specific to Sony, but already rumors are starting to flare. We'll see. But yeah, I, they, I think they, with what they did, they basically did a perfect reboot of Spider-Man and they can just, they go, what I liked is they took it back to the ground roots of Spider-Man knows nobody. His life sucks. He's poor. And it's just, he's starting over from scratch, moving into getting away from this high school Peter Parker. Moving away from this Iron Man Avengers Peter Parker. Yes, moving into back to comic Spider-Man, that his life is in college and he's got to figure everything out. And it's just him. And I like that because Aven- er, uh, Spider-Man is technically, like, he, he's, he gets in and out of the Avengers, but, like, he, he's not an Avenger. Never mm-hmm. a full-time, And no. the thing is, uh, actually, his first time, the Avenger in the comics, they invite him to join the Avengers, and he rejects them. And he says no. He says he'd rather be solo. And that, that's more true to it. I'm really excited for this because now, in future MCU movies, we can get Spider-Man cameos, and that's going to make us all go crazy. But it's not going to be like a, or at least I hope, if Marvel's smart, you're not going to put Spider-Man like back into the Avengers like full-time kind of thing. You mm-hmm. might have him in the yeah, next Avengers but you, you got to keep him separate. You got to keep him his own thing. Yeah. Yep. yep. Agreed. Okay. Let's, let's move into to theorizing now in the future. Ned is hobgoblin. Oh, he definitely is. I mean, look at, if you look the jacket that he's wearing, especially when he arrives into the uh, Sanctorum, um, why am I forgetting its full name? Sanctum Sanctorum. Sanctum Sanctorum. I knew, okay. I'm like, uh, kind of tongue twister-esque, but right. He's wearing a jacket with the colors that resemble the comic colors of Hobgoblin, right? And now they were doing that foreshadowing before, right? Of being like, oh, you know, my best friend betrayed me, uh, right? And then he died in my arms after he tried to kill me, right? So foreshadowing uh, to Ned definitely being a villain. And now there's no ties between him and Peter Parker because they don't know each other. So and and here's a theory I have with that. I actually thought like when I was watching the scene where he goes into the restaurant, I thought Ned and MJ were like a couple. Yes. And so what I think is we're going to get a Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 kind of thing where uh, 
uh, Tom's going to try and like, you know, remind MJ. MJ maybe is going to remember or something. Ned's going to be ticked about it. I don't know. Anyways, but I just think the, there might be a little... There's, there's potential for conflict. Uh, with yes. love. Conflict <laughs> of love. <laughs> TJ getting the, the, TJ getting the rom-com superhero movies. That's right, it's wanted. coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, See, I don't know. I, I didn't get that overtly. See, what, no, what, it might not. Yeah, be. I think it was. I, it was a very, very subtle thing. It, it's it's there in the future if they want it. Yeah, right. But but the way I kind of saw it going forward is, um, you know, I think I don't think they will do this because the actors are big. They could completely cut ties with both Ned and MJ and mm-hmm. leave them out. I don't think they will do that because I hope not. I don't know. Pe- people, I think, uh, grown to like their yeah, characters. Yeah, grown to like their characters, especially Ned. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing that I think is going to happen in the next Spider-Man movie, he'll show up to college and he'll meet Gwen Stacy and Harry Osborn mm. on like, yeah, they're going to be, I think both of them are going to be introduced in the next Spider-Man movie. That would make sense in the comics. He doesn't mean Gwen and Harry because Gwen and Harry both went to the same high school in the comics mm-hmm. and knew each other yes. until he gets to college. They kind of have some beef at first because everyone's like. Because in the comics, Peter Parker's going through like a rough time with his aunt. And so he's and, a jerk. And yeah. then he's always Spider-Man. And his life sucks. <laughs> uh-huh. But they're both kind of like, oh, we hate Peter Parker. And Flash Thompson could be there too. Because Flash Thompson's like, yeah, I hate Peter Parker too. But oh, then everyone, eventually everyone comes around and becomes friends. But I see them they, them getting introduced in the next Spider-Man film. Right. Yeah, well, my so my thought with that is I just forgot. So we're going <laughs> to, I, I had it. The, the train is still boarding at the station. I'll say a quick thing. Wasted Flash Thompson in this movie as well. True. Uh, Wasted t- Flash Thompson in the entire, the entire yeah. series. And ah, that's what I said. When this first, when the, when the first movie came out, my biggest beef was Flash Tom was Flash Thompson. I'm like, he's not the Flash Thompson that we deserve, <laughs> nor the one that we need. <laughs> but yeah, you could, do you remember it? Oh, it- I'm trying I'm trying to remember it, but I can't. I guess I'll kind of move into a different theory. But uh, oh no, this is what I was going to say: is remember uh, they were talking about Norman Osborn when he, he was, you know, came through from the other multiverse, mm. the other universe, and it, it seemed like there wasn't any sort of recognition that there was an Oscorp or an Osborn figure in the MCU. I think right. he said even something he was like, my son here is, and then he just trailed off. Okay. Cause like, that would be my only thing is, will, will he, I want, I think he'll meet in Harry Osborne, but it's like, it, it was confusing to me that, wait, that didn't show, there was no like recognition that there was an Oscorp or Osborne in this, uh, in this universe. So that was my only doubt on, Oh, are we going to get a Harry Osborne? My other kind of theory uh, separate from this is, you know, that mid credit scene where Tom Hardy, Venom go back uh, to mm-hmm. their universe. Uh, and there's right. a little bit of the symbiote. Left, yeah. Right. And there was all this, well, why does, why does Tom Hardy and Venom even come through in the first place? Because it's a hive mind. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the symbiotes uh, in a different universe, the one uh, Eddie Brock's in, in Toby's Spider-Man threes, that symbiote knows, knows that, uh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man and that's why he came through. Yeah, because because uh, yeah, there's yeah, a speculation of like, why, why did all these villains come through? Because, you know, in when Spider-Man or Tom Holland is talking to Doctor Strange, he's like basically everyone that ever knew that I was Spider-Man should know. And that includes all the different multiverses. And as Christian just explained, because the hive mind of the symbiote goes across different multiverses, that's why Tom Hardy's Venom was able to come through over to yeah. the MCU. But now he's back in his now, own universe. Yeah, he's back in his own which universe. Which is actually, I think, works perfectly because right. now you're going to get a symbiote that will eventually attach to 
Peter Tom Parker. Holland's Spider-Man. And we can mm-hmm. do uh, a lot more. We can do a lot better version of uh, the Venom symbiote attaching to Spider-Man. I, I agree. And I'll be, be very excited for that. But does that also lead us to maybe, well, is Venom in Toby's, uh, Toby's universe? No, probably not. No. He's probably in Andrew's universe. Right. Uh, where do we ever get a, 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 a spider and the amazing Spider-Man three with that venom is also Morbius in there, right? What, what's happening uh, with all of that? So, yeah, now that I think about it, Sony could just do that. Like they could, uh, they, they, they could, could just literally just throw Andrew Garfield back and be like, Hey, do you want to do another movie? Cause we've built this. Cause up. we love you. Yeah. And it would be, they'd have to make it right. You know, where it's been a number of years kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind it. You know, I worry about, people's abilities to do reboots so and to do anything within the venomverse because right that second movie was well for me it was a terrible movie but mm-hmm. second second venom movie i want to say yeah and i guess that, that also leaves the door open to get an eddie brock in the mcu which we also don't have yeah but, we don't have yet but yeah i think along tj's lines i think he's got to go he's gonna go to j jonah jameson and become a photographer because he's got to oh um did anyone think that Timothy Chalamet will become a Harry Osborne? I saw that uh, floating around yeah. on the internet. You know, same age. They're the they're the young rising stars, right? They're they're the, the peak it, stars of their age. They, so. they, they've, they've been fighting off screen for now, but if they get both of them there, then they can fight on, on screen. screen. <laughs> oh, but, that, but that's on Tom Holland's grounds, and I don't know if Timothy Chalamet will give up the home field advantage. <laughs> but that means that they'll just have to throw Tom Holland into Dune. Then no, <laughs> no, they both have to. They both have to join a, a neutral uh, movie a neutral together movie. that they can mm-hmm. be en- enemies in. But I, I, I'd like to see that. I, I kind of want to keep them separate. I kind of want to see both of them rise, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do you guys have any other thoughts or are you going to move into ratings? That's the major things. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, I think we hit, uh, hit most of it. Let's move into the ratings. Start us off, TJ. Okay. Um, I'm giving this one an 8 out of 10. Uh, I know people loved it and I loved it too, um, but I think some of these things... Um, they could have just done a better job on, uh, similar to how we see in the, like the TV shows where it's like, I like what you did. I just don't like how you did it. Um, it was similar to this here, except this one was still good and entertaining. Unlike a lot of the TV shows. So eight out of 10, uh, kind of wish they had maybe split it up into two, made a little more character development for May, for Tom Holland and things like that. But then like you guys said, as soon as Aunt May dies and the other Spider-Man's come in, you, you can't not love the movie. Um, so yeah, eight out of 10 for me. Yeah. For me, I'm going to give it like a three, nine. Um, I know probably, probably a three, eight, because despite the fact that I thought it was such a fun movie and when Andrew and Toby came in, it was just, it was just awesome. Right. There's a lot of these things that we talked about that were definitely lacking. Um, and it was just, yeah, it just, felt me or like I want I was like just wanting a little bit more and, and the story just wasn't quite wasn't quite right and I'm like ah so that that stuck with me more than I wanted it to uh though I loved uh, a lot of the humor the action sequences that end action sequence where you know spider well, with all the spider-mans on, on the statue of liberty and then tom holland just laying waste to green goblin on, on the shield down below I love that another brutal scene um but uh, yeah, the, that story just uh, what didn't sit uh, quite right with me, and so I'm gonna give it a give it a three eight. Though I loved with loved it with Tom or with uh, Toby and, and Andrew. And for me, I was because when I, I came out of the theater, I was very I was very conflicted 
you know, I, I didn't know how to feel. And then, you know, thinking about it, I'm like, oh, no, I really enjoyed this. I was going to give it a need. But after after talking about it, I'm going to say a, a should. You should watch this. Okay. Oh, not even up to a need. Yeah. I don't know. Like, because here's the thing. It's also, it, it's a fantastic film. It's a lot of fun. You, you, you'll be able to sit down and, uh, you know, watch it on, you know, you're bored in a weekend. You can pull this up. You're going to love it. Have a great time. But uh, it's not the best Spider-Man movie. It's, it's, not, it's not the best Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, even in my Far opinion. Far From Home is the best. I think, yeah, Far From Home is the best. And I like this one better than Homecoming, though. I, I, I would say so, too. Homecoming has its good things, but, you know, Spider-Man 2 with Toby, still the best Spider-Man movie. Changed my mind. Mm, it's really? still... I think, Spider- I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse might be one of my favorites. Ooh, that's, I, love, yeah. I love that one. But, you know, this it's a lot of fun. It does a lot of things right. But that first act, like Christian said, stuck with me. And they're not, like, detrimental changes. You'd be like, oh, this is terrible. But it's like... And, you know, tweak a couple things could have been great, but because those things are there and it's kind of like, you know, it's like, I love the second act, but the first act bothers me a lot. That's why I'm giving it a, a should watch it. I think I was hoping there was going to be greater multiversal impact um, in yeah. this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it wasn't as much. It was more very Spider-Man focused centric which like i appreciated which that. like that makes sense because it's a spider-man movie but maybe my expectations going into it were it's going to be spider-man but then so much more and i was really hoping for that so much more because i'm already kind of looking forward to the next thing which i know can be bad i need to kind of reel it back sometimes but maybe that's what was a little disappointing to me due to my expectations going into the movie and i actually appreciated that because i I'm like, oh, thank, I, I just wanted Tom, you know, it's like, okay, we did a nod for what's coming, but thank you for just, just being about Spider-Man, which I appreciated, which I felt like the other movies we've gotten this year certainly have not been. I was in the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what were you doing there? He could have used your help. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Uh, All right. We got to, we got to play the quote again. Got to play one last quote. are you? I don't know. With that quote, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate all of you out there. If you want a chance to get a shout out on our podcast, you can do that by following us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at quotes and stuff pod. If you DM us guessing the quote correctly before we reveal it, we will give you a shout out. If you want a chance to reach out to the show, you can also do that through email. That's at quotesandstuffpod at gmail.com, sending in suggestions or thoughts on any of the things that we talk about. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Bye-bye.